Hello, I'm Pastor Jimmy Smith, and I'm thankful for this great opportunity to share the Word of God. We're in the book of James and chapter 4. Let's begin in verse 1. From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your lusts that war in your members? You lust and have not, you kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not because you ask not. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. What a great text we have here. Let's include verse 4. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know you not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God, Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. James, the half-brother of Jesus, he writes to Christians everywhere concerning Christian growth and maturity, and there will be no maturity in the Lord without the Word of God. There are people who have been saved for decades, and they're still babes in Christ. Because they come to church and they enjoy church, enjoy the preaching, enjoy the singing, and they leave church and say, we've had a good time. But there is no study of God's word. There's no individual personal study of God's word with the intent to learn how to live. And so James says that uh, without the word of God and without the spirit of God to teach us the Bible and to remind us of the Bible, we're still going to be under the influence and sway of the flesh. And so we see here some sins of the flesh in chapter four that God wants to help us to uh, become delivered from. Note there chapter four, verse one, from whence come wars and fightings among you. So why is it that you cannot get along? Why is it that two people are born again, two people are saved, and they love one another, and they even like one another, but there is the propensity to fight, to fuss, and to fight, and to feud? And James says, what's going on here? Why is it that you cannot get along? And then he answers the question. He says, come they not hence, even of your lust that war in your bodies. One of the reasons why people cannot get along is because of the flesh. It's because of worldliness, because of carnality and envy and jealousy and what have you. Verse 2 says, you lust and have not. You kill or you envy or you hate and desire to have, and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not because you ask not. He says that if I'm living according to the flesh and responding and acting in a flesh, fleshly manner, I'm not going to give God glory. Uh, I need the Word of God and the Spirit of God to work on my heart, to work in my spirit, to change my ways, to change my thinking, and to help me to be a 
appreciative and thankful and humble and kind and loving. But without the word of God and without the conviction of the Holy Spirit, I'm not going to produce works that are edifying for my brother or for me. And so we have this great verse here in chapter 4 and verse 1. It says, where does the war come from? Where does the fighting come from? How is it that two Christians cannot get along? How is it that there is war going on? Because of not listening to the Spirit, not listening to the Word of God, and listening to the lust of the flesh, which is selfish, which has a sinful agenda, a selfish agenda. And that does not bring glory to God. If anything, it keeps me out of fellowship with God. Therefore, my prayers shall be hindered. And this passage speaks to us concerning that. And also, confusion instead of harmony will exist. If I'm listening to the flesh, following the flesh, walking in the flesh, uh, I'm not going to produce that which is biblical, that which is holy, that which is divine. And so we have the question in verse 1, and we have the answer in verse 2. Note again in verse 1, from whence come wars and fightings among you? Question, come they not hence, even of your lust, that war in your members? You lust and have not. You kill, and it doesn't mean to put someone to death. It doesn't mean in this particular verse to murder someone. It's, it's speaking of to dislike them uh, deeply, to dislike them strongly. Uh, perhaps uh, the word hatred is appropriate here uh, due to my envy of a person. Envy suggests that I do not recognize what God has given me. I do not recognize what God has done for me. God has blessed us all, and God has a purpose and a plan and an agenda for all of our lives. It is a matter of getting close to him to be able to discern God's will and God's plan for our individual life. But God has made all of us with a great strategic plan and purpose it's a matter of connecting to the vine, connecting to the Lord, and discerning his individual plan for our individual life. And so verse 2 again says, you lust and have not, you kill and desire to have. The Lord says you're, you're hurting your own blessing. The Lord says you're holding back your own blessing. God says you're hurting your own answer to prayer. And that's what it says further in this portion of scripture says you lust and you have not you're envious you're hateful and desire to have and cannot obtain god says you're hindering my plan for your life you're hindering my blessing upon your life it is imperative that you and i would come to the lord not only unto salvation but may we come unto him and follow him and become a disciple and permit him to work into our heart and our mind and to change us and to rescue me from me. I need rescuing from my ways, my thinking, 
my own heart so that God can bless me because he will not bless sin. And that's what we see here in verse two. It says you lust and have not. You kill or you envy and you, you hate and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and you war, yet you have not because you, you ask not. God says sin has severed our fellowship. Once saved, always saved. We know that we cannot lose our salvation, but sin can sever our fellowship, our union, our communion. And the Lord says, not only will I not hear and answer your prayers, I'm not going to bless you the way you want me to bless you. And if anything, what I'm going to do is whoop you. I'm going to chasten you. I'm going to chastise you and bring you back to a place of obedience. And the Lord says, your prayers I cannot hear or answer because sin has separated the relationship. Once saved, always saved. But we can lose our fellowship. We can lose the closeness with God because of listening to and following the lust of the flesh. And so again, verse two is a great verse. It's a powerful verse. It speaks to us. It says, you lust and have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. God says, I will not bless you. You fight and you war. And on top of that, you have not because you ask not. On top of that, you're not praying anyway. You know, when you're living in sin, you're not thinking about the reading the Bible. You're not thinking about going to church or, or praying unto the Lord. And the Lord says, when you do come to me, confess your sin. In 1 John chapter 1, and we, we see that great passage in 1 John and, and chapter 1, as it speaks to us concerning the importance of coming to God with confession. That God is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If I confess my sin, the term confess means to admit, it means to agree, it means to acknowledge that what I have done, what I have said, how I have felt uh, is sin. And the Lord says, I am saved, but I've lost my fellowship. Let me give you the entire verse here in 1 John. 1 John and chapter 1, let's begin in verse 4. And these things write I, Unto you that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have received of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the peace of Jesus Christ his Son cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9, the confession of our sin is not a question of have I sinned by word, by thought, and by deed. And when I do, I'm out of fellowship with God and I can forget about praying. I can forget about answer to prayer. God demands and requires of me that I would first admit my wrong, admit my sin, and get back in fellowship with the Holy God, and now we can talk. After that, we can talk. And so back in James, James in chapter 4, it says, You lust and have not. 
you kill due to envy or hatred and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not because you ask not. And then when you do ask, uh, verse 3, you ask and receive not because you ask wrongfully that you may consume it upon your lust. The Lord says it's not time for me to, to continue to bless you and answer your prayers. It's time for you to repent. To repent means to have a change of mind toward my sin and toward my God and toward myself. The Lord says I'm not a genie and every time you rub the lamp, I tell you uh, and ask you what do you want and I grant it. God says of all things, never take God for granted. He's not the one we want to play with. He's the one we want to honor. And he goes on here, uh, because of living immorally, living in sin, uh, not only will I not want to pray, I'm going to pray for the wrong things. And sin begets sin. Verse 4, it says, You adulterers and adulteresses, know you not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. God says, you cannot hang with the world and hang with me. You have to make a choice. You have to decide. But to walk with God is the place of peace. To walk with God is the place of answer to prayer. In fact, you can forget about answer to prayer if you're not in fellowship with him due to sin. The, to walk with God is the place of discernment, the place of discovery, the place of understanding and knowing why God has made me and what he wants me to do. And also to walk with God is the place of peace and joy and the place of being sensitive to his leading, to hear his voice and to know our individual will for our life. So much is predicated upon a decision, a choice to honor God and to walk with him. I haven't met anyone yet who was mad because they decided to walk with God. But instead, I've heard the stories of blessing, the stories of grace, the stories of forgiveness, the stories of mercy. We thank God for Jesus. Help us, Lord, to walk with you. Certainly, he is worthy. Amen.